Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. We are back today to continue our monthly podcast series with UBS Asset Management, House Call, Talking Equity Markets with UBS Asset Management. I am joined today by Adam Shiner, Senior Portfolio Manager on the Private Client U.S. Equity Team and serves as Portfolio Manager on the UBS Tactical U.S. Themes Portfolio. We're also glad to welcome back Dominique Shager, UBS Asset Management's Senior Equity Investment Specialist. So with that, Dom, I'll pass it over to you to lead today's conversation with Adam. Great. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate you uh, having us on the show. So for this month's podcast, we wanted to change the focus and talk about something we're really excited about, which is thematic investing. As many of our listeners are aware, the UBS Global Wealth Management Chief Investment Office does a lot of research on thematic investing, including short-term thematic equity ideas that are expected to play out over the next 6 to 24 months. They're known as tactical themes. But before we dive too much into the weeds into tactical themes, I wanted to start us off with a market update. With that, Adam... After rising steadily through July, stocks have wobbled a bit over the last three months, yet it seems economic data continues to be fairly strong. Jobs are solid, unemployment remains low, and inflation has slowed. So what is troubling the markets? Yes, Tom, thanks for the question. So while you're correct that the backdrop for the economy has been stronger than expected, the soft landing thinking that has driven the nice gains in the market for the first half of this year has been recently challenged somewhat due to the Fed singling signaling a higher for longer interest rate policy with any rate cuts now scaled back and not likely until later in 2024. So the rate cut expectations have been basically reduced by half in a matter of months from 100 basis points to only 50 basis points of cuts for 2024. In a way, the stronger economy is somewhat of a negative in that it's concerning investors that inflation will remain stickier than expected And we did see some modest pickup in inflation measures in the recent months. Now, this could lead to the Fed continuing to raise rates or keep them here higher for longer, which could potentially tip the market over into a hard landing. And that's something that has been concerning to the market. Also, combined with the recent move higher in oil prices and geopolitical concerns in the Middle East, has also contributed to weaker markets over the last few months. I would also say the main debate continues to rage in the market of how long the Fed has to keep interest rates high and when they can be able to normalize them and ease the pressure off the economy. So it's early days in Q3 earnings season, but we've heard, and I know you've joined a lot of the earnings calls. Can you maybe give us some insights on recent corporate results? And also, what can we expect over the next couple of weeks as S&P 500 reports? Yeah, now, a third quarter earnings, I would say, for the early reporters, for the most part, have been positive. With corporate profits are still holding up pretty well. About 70% of the companies that have reported have been beating earnings expectations. But again, it is early. I would say we've seen companies in the financial, consumer, as well as the healthcare sector reporting better than expected earnings. And, and look, this isn't surprising as a consumer remains strong and resilient despite the slowing growth we've seen in the economy. And I would say this is a repeat of the process we've seen over the last few quarters, where expectations for earnings are somewhat lowered into the quarter, only to have companies exceed expectations as the economy has held up better than expected despite the higher rates. 
Now, for the rest of earnings season, I would say we're watching a number of things. Uh, will we see any further slowdown in orders or backlogs in the industrial area? How will pricing power hold up, which should, should, should help company margins? Will we see continued signs of consumer health in the consumer-related areas? And finally, what everybody is looking for in the tech sector is can it continue its strong level of sales growth we have seen this year, and will we finally see some revenue benefits broaden out from artificial intelligence, which is definitely something that people have been watching and enthused about over the last quarter. Great. Thank you. So earlier you mentioned that there's been um, added volatility to the market given the stickier inflation and, you know, the message from the Fed to higher for longer. What is your outlook for the remainder of the year? Any insights there? Yeah, I think overall we're more conservative on market gains for the rest of the year going forward. Now, we are late cycle, but late cycle can last for a while, given the odds of a soft landing have increased. And that's because labor markets have been more resilient than expected with continued job growth. And we think this should support consumer spending in the near term. Also, inflation has been coming down and corporate profits appear to be bottoming. But however, with the market at a valuation of over 18 times next year, we see the valuation and markets as pretty full right now and expect the upside to be more muted and really see this as a stock picker's market with not a lot of risk priced in right now. And I would say the risk overall is being a further slowdown in the economy from higher rates, geopolitical risk like we've seen over the last few few weeks, and any recent move higher in oil prices or something uh, that, that risk that we believe are not totally reflected in stock valuations at the current level. So bottom line, we're constructive on the market holding uh, around here, but see a, a more muted uh, outlook going forward. So I'm going to switch topics for the remainder of the call. Earlier I mentioned that we were doing a deeper dive into thematic investing. And every month the CIO team publishes a monthly report called the Tactical U.S. Equity Themes. Adam, how does CIO define a tactical theme? The tactical U.S. equity themes basically capture opportunities that cannot be expressed through size, sector, and style allocations. Our thematic lists reflect groups of stocks that are positioned to benefit from a common set of drivers, so such as like macroeconomic forces, policy changes, geopolitical events, temporary mispricings in terms of valuations, or timely factors. And these themes are designed to be shorter-term in nature, as opposed to our other products, which are more longer-term focused. So really think here, the themes are really 6 to 24 months in duration, as we see these factors being more short-term and more timely, as far as having a more immediate impact on the stocks affected. Understood. So in their last report, the CIO team restated its conviction on five key tactical themes. They included diabetes and obesity investing in self-help, made in America, pricing power standouts, and time for quality. Can you walk us through one of the themes just so we really grasp um, what they are about and maybe give us an example of how they become an investable opportunity? Uh, To highlight here, I would say CIO recently transitioned its resilient spending theme to made in America theme, which is focusing on infrastructure, energy security, and technology leadership. Really, over the last two years, the U.S. Congress has passed three acts aiming to upgrade U.S. infrastructure and boost domestic manufacturing of critical resources. So these are the Infrastructure Investment Act, 
Inflation Reduction Act, and the Chips and Science Act. Together, these pieces of legislation set the nation up to embark on one of the most significant government investing spending plans we have seen in years. On the back of three government, these three government plans, we believe companies exposed to these areas like infrastructure, energy efficiency, and reshoring initiatives should benefit. Now, the government incentives for domestic manufacturing has spurred an increase in announcements related to new U.S. production facilities and U.S. manufacturing construction spending has recently hit a multi-decade high as a percentage of GDP. And we believe this bodes well for automation providers as companies will need to offset the higher costs of U.S. manufacturing. Finally, we also believe U.S. will continue to focus on technology leadership in areas like semiconductors, artificial intelligence, and cybersecurity. More specifically, we see an opportunity in companies with leading positions in cyber, excuse me, semiconducting manufacturing and services, and companies that possess vast amounts of data that can be used as an input into these services. Adam, thank you for your insights. Dan, that's a wrap from us. Well, thank you, Dom. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, of course, to our listeners for joining us for this month's edition of House Call, talking equity markets with UBS Asset Management. We do look forward to next month's conversation with the team. If you, our clients, have any follow-up questions based on what you've heard today from Dom and Adam, please be sure to reach out to your UBS financial advisor. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy. 